Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706, Breeze us on Twitter, this community podcast, a Christian value-based podcast. How's everybody's day going? We got a Doja Cat, aka Rev Run. She, I guess, a Doja Cat stan. She is uh, fighting the good fight for the young, musty bedwinch. Uh, we have Marcus Sniffles, and we have... Uh, you know, I, I guess a special guest, uh, Mr. Mr. No, Savage, the Messiah. The Messiah, is, the Messiah is back yes, <laughs> in his, in his Jaguars gear. So Shout out to Doja Cat for holding a, it A down. mediocre podcast. Move all till like I die. You know how I get yeah. out. He also clearly has no video conferencing edit etiquette because he's just talking over everybody. You see how this is about to go. Uh, no, I'm okay. sorry. I have to run the podcast. So I can like kind of do that, you know. Like, I don't believe it. Oh, uh, like a lot. Yeah. I like record yeah. the entire thing. So I don't like it. So like I could just mute him, but you know, the, the sh- let's watch his face. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. Anywho, anywho. So appreciate y'all coming through. Definitely uh subscribe on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Let's get into it. All right. So recently, most of us have finished The Last Dance, the uh, 10-part Michael Jordan documentary. Um, it was very interesting. I definitely learned a lot about Michael Jordan, uh, kind of as a person, a little bit uh, about some of the aspects of his uh, teammates and how that uh, those championships went. Like, I knew little bits and pieces. Like, I haven't read The Jordan Rules yet, but I've listened to uh, the book club that Bomani Jones is doing, and I kind of want to check the book out. Next, when I get a chance, I've read Phil Jackson's book a while ago, just kind of understand his mindset and how he does things. But um, it, was, it was very interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll start out with the we'll go ladies first. We'll see what Rev's takes were on the uh, the documentary and how you feel about it. I was telling y'all earlier, like, I, I don't know if this could be like an indictment on me as a person, but like I was totally identified with Michael Jordan. I mean, to be that fiercely competitive is like. That's me. That's like you just take things personally, having to like to come up with things like narratives in your head to drive you and fuel you. Like I didn't play sports, but I'm like that academically to where like I'll look at the kid beside me and be like, I think you think you can beat me in this. And so I have no choice but to get better grades than you for the remainder of this term. And I have no clue what this kid's grades are like. He don't know me. I don't know him. But like, it's just something that'll keep that'll fuel me. Um, So, yeah, I totally was like, you know. Me and Michael Jordan probably could have played together because everything he believes in, I'm pretty much right there with him. <laughs> yeah, you would have played in like the chess club or whatever else the dorks play. Is that what you would have did? Well, I know they didn't have chess club when you were in high school because you are a bit up there. But by the time I was in high school, we were doing other more futuristic things. So, Like what? Why can't there be harmony? What's the harmony? It, the International Players Society. I mean, I, I don't get see, it. You see how if you didn't play the sport, you wouldn't understand it from a competitive <laughs> perspective because who cares what the next man's doing? It's all about what you're doing, all about how you're bringing it every day to win a title. That's what it's about. That's what this, this, this documentary uh, meant for a lot of people. I learned a lot about Michael Jordan. I mean, I was already a big fan. Well, actually, I just lied. I wasn't a big fan. When I grew up, I didn't really necessarily care for Michael Jordan like that um, because he won too much. And I think that's some of the same way. I mean, it's the truth. And I think that's some of the same way that people feel about LeBron James because, you know, like you have people that are Boston Celtics fans and kind of uh, coincide their feelings with Paul Pierce and they're just used to being bums and getting dusted. 
and they hate greatness. And that's what I feel like went on with Michael Jordan. People hated greatness. So that's my thoughts on that. Shout out to you, Duval, because we're not great. I feel like you just hijacked my point. I didn't say so, like, a lot of being a competitor is playing for yourself. But, like, at some point, it is like, oh, the next guy thinks he's better than me? Okay, well, let me show you. You got to have something that's the fuel to your game. It can't always be like, oh, let me keep building on myself. I want to beat you, too. And not only do I want to beat you, I want to embarrass you. I want to hurt your feelings when I beat you. And I want you to know that I did it on purpose. That's well, before Marcus jumps into Adolphus's point, that is interesting. He said he didn't like Michael Jordan because he won so much. And I don't know if these rumors were confirmed, but the next 10-part doc they're going to be doing is supposed to be on Tom Brady. So that kind of falls right into that same lane because a lot of people hate the Patriots because they continuously win championships. And, again, we only hate them because, you know, it's not our team that's doing it. Because if I was a Patriots fan, I'd probably be just as ignorant and – I'd probably be less racist, but I'd probably be just as belligerent as them if they had all those titles. So that that's an interesting parallel. Uh, the things that I got from the Jordan documentary is just kind of they kind of peeled back the curtain a little bit on how Michael Jordan was as a person and seeing that competitiveness because everybody's like, you know, oh, you should you should want to be like Michael J- or not Michael Jackson, Jesus, like Michael Jordan, like that's how you should you know pattern your game. You have to have that type of drive. And it's easy to say that, but nobody nobody would want to be would want to work with that guy, right? Like if you play basketball and that's the kind of that's the environment you want to work in every day, like everybody doesn't want to work with that. Everybody just want to play with that. And I there's this kind of I don't want to say there's a narrative, but there's this idea that you have to be like Michael Jordan, you have to be like Kobe Bryant because he emulated Mike so much to win. You have to push and drive your teammates to the point where they hate you to where they'll be great. And that's not the case because Michael Jordan isn't the only person that's won championships. Like you look at Tim Duncan, he's won five championships, but he didn't win it like the way Jordan and Kobe did it. LeBron James, obviously he's won three championships. Uh, uh, who else was I think? Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, uh, the Warriors, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Like there's all these other players that are able to get greatness out of their teammates without berating them in practice every minute like being on their neck all the time and i get it. some people are ultra competitive but it's just it's just funny seeing people kind of spread that on twitter knowing damn well that that's not the person like nobody would want to work for michael jordan like if he was your manager you would hate michael jordan you would hate working for that guy you'd be like oh lebron james actually you know treats his teammates with respect let me go work with him instead well uh, one of the bars that Mike had on the last dance is that uh, you can kind of extrapolate how he how he acts is that he said winning has a price, leadership has a price, yeah. and the way that he acted was the price that he had to pay to get greatness out of those guys. Like again, it, it would probably be more better to work with a guy like LeBron James, but ultimately. LeBron James, whenever he won a title, he didn't ever have to essentially grow a number two, if that makes sense. Like like Michael Jordan's assholeness, I guess, pushed players like Scottie Pippen to be Scottie Pippen. And a lot of people try to use that as a hindrance. Like somebody, actually President Black posted a meme of Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James and showed them all talking about, oh, they won rings without essentially a number two guy, which was not true at all, but 
just kind of point out like, oh, Michael Jordan couldn't win any championships without Scotty. But Scotty is Scotty because he had Michael Jordan pushing him to the point to be Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen to get drafted as the Scotty Pippen that we saw, you know, in the documentary. He had to be pushed to that point, which again made Mike an asshole to everybody around him. But again, at the end of the day, they have those six rings to show show for it, if that makes sense. Well, I, I guess my, my thing is I, that's that's not the only way to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that the way Michael Jordan does is wrong. I'm not saying that. And I'm, I'm not saying the way Tim Duncan and LeBron James do it is right. I'm just saying that there's more ways to do it. Everybody, most people on, on Twitter, and obviously that's a bad pull to pull from, but they're always like, you have to drive them. You have to be mean. You have to be cruel. And it's that's not the only way to win. There's other ways to lead, and there's other ways to to win, to get your, to push your teammates. There's other ways of doing it. And that's I, I wish more people would kind of look to other chant. Like, even if you go to like football, like Tom Brady's kind of the same way. Like we were talking about him. He doesn't yell and berate his players. He, he finds other ways to lead. And that's, and that's cool. That's fine. But I will say this about Scottie Pippen. Like, let's not pretend like Scottie Pippen was a scrub. Like he was a lottery pick and he, he was a top five. He got picked number five. So, and I, I always have this, you know, uh, idea of like what would have happened had the bulls not traded for scotty pippen and he's on seattle he's playing in the west i feel like if if seattle is a competent franchise like scotty pippen becomes the guy that is able to i don't want to say stop michael jordan but maybe slow him down because like scotty pippen is one of the best criminals i'm not saying i'm not saying he shuts him down i'm saying if you look at all the people throughout history that have had trouble guarding him he's never had to go up against someone like scotty pippen because scotty's on his team so like imagine if he had to meet up against scotty in the playoffs or in the regular season game like that's the matchup that i would like to see and obviously they probably played in practice but if you're another team if you're seattle and you have scotty pippen and gary payton like that's a pretty formidable defensive team like i would i would have loved to see knowing what i know now is would scotty be good enough to be a number one and if he would have met up against Michael Jordan, would he have been able to stop him or slow him down? I think at the end of his prime, we kind of got to see him be not the the man, but he was given the opportunity to be the man. And he just never really like he wasn't up to snuff. Like um fourth season, that was his time. He, he just he wasn't that good. I mean, he was he was man. Please chill out. So they you don't run run. They won more games without <laughs> when Michael Jordan retired. They won more games, and then they made it. They made it to the second round. They could have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they had like there was like some bogus call against the Knicks. But let's not act like the the. Let's That's not like let's, let's not act like the Bulls were trash without Michael. Like they had some good. I mean, they were okay. They weren't that good. They went. To the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> he came back when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, that was the year before. The year he was playing for the Barons, they went on a deep playoff run. They went seven games with the Knicks. <laughs> Bruh, they got their asses eliminated. You got your you. I'm, I know you like to do revisionist history, but that's incorrect. That's what they happened. They did not go on a deep run. They got to the second oh. round. They got to the second round right now. Okay, they so while he's, game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> okay, so while he's pulling that up now, we we can all agree that Michael Jordan pr- probably isn't the best person to play with. But 
I personally think that I would like to play in a team Michael Jordan. Like I feel like just how Rev was saying, like when I, you know, when I play little BS sports, like if I'm playing with somebody, I'm playing to win, Doug. I'm not playing to have fun. I'm not playing to have cardio. I'm playing to win. I don't care if it's frisbee. I don't care if it's flag football. I don't care if it's volleyball. I'm playing to win. If y'all here to play, go somewhere else. I don't want to do that here. I want to win the game. You play to win the game. So that's that's kind of my mentality. Like I do play with the RIP Kobe, the mom mentality. If I'm playing like basketball or something like that, like that's how I want to play. I want to attack. I don't want to sit here and feed assists. I want the ball, Doug. And if you suck, give me the ball. I don't want my you to play. If you, if you can't shoot, don't shoot. Give me the ball. If you my can't play defense, always, go over there. My dad used to always tell me, coming in second only makes you the first loser. And that, like, I still keep that mentality. So, like, to your point, I'm not I'm not playing. And even Michael Jordan said that. He was like, if you don't want to play that way, then don't play that way. But if you do, then welcome to the team. And that's the kind of the kind of fuel I need. But to Marcus's point, there are competent leaders who do not jump all over their players who have had similar levels of success, success, and they're still, you know, they, they are revered in their respective circles. So some people need a Michael Jordan. Some people need a, a Steph or a LeBron who will invite you over for Taco Tuesday because Mike ain't bringing you over to his house. <laughs> it's, it's just sure, like Mike. coaching. It's just like coaching. Like you look at uh, the difference between like Phil Jackson and like some hard nosed coach like uh, like Bill Belichick or something like Bill Belichick is kind of like smothering you to the point where you are afraid to make a mistake. Then you have other coaches like maybe Tony Dungy or Steve Kerr who are kind of like a little bit looser with things like there's different ways to lead and there's different ways to win. But at the at the end of the day, you do have to have good players. You do have to have great players like it doesn't it's you're not going there, there's only one player that I can think of in recent memory that is able to that was able to win a championship on his own. And that's Dirk Nowinski. Like he's the only one on that team. He was the only great player on that roster. Everybody else? Yeah, Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason Kidd was kind of at the end of his career. Like Jason Kidd wasn't the Phoenix Suns Jason Kidd. Was Vince Carter on the team? Yeah, he was on that team. Or was he on that team? Not a great player in 2011? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. None of those players were all-stars at the point when they won that championship. Dirk Nowinski was the only all-star on that roster. And the like, same with Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen wasn't an all-star. Scottie Pippen was an all-star. Jordan made him an all-star. He was, either, okay. that's, either way, my point is, there's <laughs> only been one player in recent memory that has won a championship without an all-star or all-NBA player on well, their Well, court. according to certain people, LeBron James took the, the bummy Cleveland Cavaliers to the finals in 2016. With a cast of bums, according to the revisionist history Twitter. So, so we'll, we'll get to that point in a second. Um, so, one one point I had brought up in our group chat that I find found kind of interesting. This is more of, I guess, to me and Adolphus kind of a topic, but uh, well, not even with Adolphus, but just in general. Like my my question was, how does marketing and branding play into the legend and the greatness of certain players, right? So you know how Michael Jordan had the whole, you know, be like Mike campaign, Air Jordan, all that stuff. And like with LeBron James, his marketing was built in with him, his last name being James. So you had the whole King James thing. You know, he's the the one, the the great one, the, the, chosen. the next big thing, the chosen one. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, what if his last name was like Jones? You know what I'm saying? Like, does that affect how his branding and, and legacy is? Again, he has the game to back it up. But I wonder if that changes, you know, a little bit of that stuff. Same with Mike. Like, let's say Mike doesn't sign with Jordan. I think initially he wanted to sign with, what, Converse or something like that? Like, how did Adidas, they want to eat Adidas. Oh, yeah, Adidas, yeah, because the Run DMC thing. 
Yeah, they're a conference or they had like they had Magic Bird and uh other dude. What was that dude's name? Dr. J. Yeah, I think it was Dr. J or something like that. But I when it comes when it comes to like marketing, I don't think it matters to the elite. Like the elite players like LeBron James, you don't have to really work to market him. Like Nike does a great job of doing it, but if LeBron James played for was signed to Adidas, he'd be fine. If his if his name was LeBron Williams or LeBron LeBron whatever he'd be fine. And I, I feel like good marketing helps players that aren't as good and makes them look better than what they are. The, the person that comes to mind is Paul George. Paul George is a fine player. He's an all-star player. But he's got like Gatorade commercials where he's hitting game-winning shots in the playoffs, which is something that he's, I believe, at the point when those play when those commercials started, he'd never had one. I think he has one now, but... Paul George isn't that guy. He's still a number two guy. He's not a big name player. He's not an elite player. He's not a top 10 player. But the way that he is marketed makes it look like, oh, he's one of the elite guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he does have a signature shoe too, which is perplexing. And the same goes with like Steph Curry. Like Steph Curry wears Under Armors. Like Under Armour couldn't sell shit. But because Steph Curry is a two-time MVP, three-time champion, greatest three-point shooter ever, now Under Armour is able to sell because they have greatness next to them. If you're not great, so we're just gonna avoid the the matter that um, white people love Under Armour. So well, just, and even with the sales thing, like if, if we're in the 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 kind of parameters, I want to stick with the sales, just strictly sneakers, because Jordan has been out the game for decades and still dominates the sneaker game. Like Steph may be, you know, the greatest three-point shooter of all time, but, like, nobody's out here wearing fucking Steph Curry shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... I mean, they sell out. Someone's wearing them. The one some, yeah. I think the reverse of that, too, is Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard is a household name. We all know him. And he's, you know, New Balance. He, what is he doing for New Balance? So I think that branding and marketing yeah. only heightens the, the personality um, where... Like you just, it, I, I want to say it continues the legacy off the, the court or the field or whatever. So marketing made us look at Michael Jordan at some point like he was the end-all be-all. Everybody wanted to be like Mike because of marketing. And then we find out that this guy has a gambling issue that he won't admit. But I mean, marketing made him cool off the court. He was already Michael Jordan on the court. Marketing just made, you know, your grandma like him. So I don't think marketing does much for a talent as far as their profession, it's really just for the rest of us who need somebody to look up to at the end of the day. Um, I kind of think as far as the marketing, um, it was a match made in heaven for both companies. Uh, yeah. Everybody. Um, because Jordan came in, it was like a whole new quote unquote swag or style that came with him. And I mean, come on now, the NBA did him a huge favor by banning the first shoes. That made the shoe way hotter than what it was. The second shoe, I mean, it's not the best Jordan. He broke his foot on that one, but he scored 63 in it. Um, The third shoe, dunk contest winner. Just so much was going on and being built into him and his relationship with Nike. They do make him a larger-than-life person because of the Gatorade, because of the Nike. And you think they put him on the map, but he put them on the map. Like Nobody outside of the Florida Gators was drinking Gatorade until the Be Like Mike campaign. Nobody in the world was really wearing Nikes until Jordan collaborated with Nike. So I do kind of feel like, in a sense, that 
plays a huge part in Michael Jordan. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because, like, if you just want to be honest and pull the facts, is Michael really better than Will? Is he really better than Kareem? Is he really better than Bill Russell? Or if you want to make that argument, uh, Dr. J or, or any of those guys, is he better than Bird or Magic? Or is it Michael Jordan as the package that really pushes him up to just being that GOAT? With LeBron James, um, the fact that it is King James, and we always think of the Bible and King James uh, Version, which I am currently reading De- Deuteronomy now, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to the Bible. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, Kool-Aid for uh, providing my throat with the moisture to speak tonight. Uh, make sure you pick up the great Kool-Aid. But, Hashtag moist throat. All you ladies need to make sure you have that on deck. But what it does is it it just it creates another level to the athlete like LeBron James. If you look about it, if you look at it, being three and six is it's atrocious. You know, like that 2011 playoff championship. Let me make my point. The, the thing is, being a witness, you're a witness. That was his big campaign. King James, you got the king this, the lion's head and all that. That makes LeBron that much more special than what he even is. Uh, even with James Harden, like, I didn't know this, but kids love his shoes for some reason. Why? Because this guy is going to score on anybody. He'll put up 60 in a, in a drop of a hat. And he is, him, along with Kanye West, have made Adidas. Like when you put those type of people with in, in those type of positions, it just kind of it, it brings something else to the table and it makes them larger than life. So I do think that Nike kind of made Jordan in that they made him a made man. I, I so, can't say that though because LeBron is still LeBron if he has a shoe or not. Like James Harden is James Harden without that. Mike is Mike without that. If anything, these people elevate these brands. That's why brands go and get the celebrity endorsement for that ex, that level of expertise and that they're them already being larger than life. And so I go, I'm Gatorade and I go grab Mike because I need Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan don't need me. He still goes out and wins he, championships without Gatorade. Like you don't, these people don't need these brands for their success. The brands need them for their success. But before, before Nike signed Jordan, like Nike was a running shoe company. Like they were selling running shoes. They didn't make basketball shoes. So anybody could have got Michael Jordan, but because Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan's mom told him to go with Nike, Nike is what it is today. Like Nike, Nike probably would have been successful if they'd have got another player, but I don't know if they'd have been this big. Like if Michael Jordan signs with Adidas, Adidas is what Nike is right now because they have arguably the greatest player signed to their, to their shoes. And that's basically all it is. I don't, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think that's the case again, like with the Dolphins that I agree. I think it was a perfect storm with them having, you know, Phil Knight over there and, and the designers they had at Nike because part part of Nike's greatness is like, hey, we were a, willing to take a risk on Michael Jordan. We, we saw his potential, which again, dude had to risk his job pretty much saying, hey, we're going to give him the budget and then be having those designers because Nike was one of the first companies, I believe, to put out shoes that did not have their branding on it, which was very unconventional and unheard of at that time because the, the the reason to sell shoes is so we can tell you like hey our guy is wearing nike there's the check jordan's like nah with twos there's no branding on there so i, I think it is a perfect storm i get your point that again he would have elevated any brand but i think this was just 
everything coming together in the universe if you you know got your chakras aligned to make this whole thing a thing you know what i'm saying okay so clyde drexler played pretty much the same position all-star championship two-time champion yes or no if nike signs clyde drexler instead of michael jordan is nike where it's at right now no no are they a top five shoe company right now without jordan no i don't think so Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I get what you're saying. I just think from a sneaker, a quote unquote hashtag sneakerhead aspect, <laughs> I think it was the the perfect storm with everything that went with Jordan. Because again, like, shit, man. Like looking at it, Jordan is still putting out shoes now that are that people are literally killing themselves to get. Right. Like you have LeBron James, who's with the same company Nike, that is, you could argue, the, one of the biggest players in the world be it now in this era, there's more competition, if that makes sense, with like the Steph Curry's, like you said, the James Harden's, all the other bigger marketed players that they have in this this era. But like, as as a person that purchases sneakers along with the Dolphins, like nobody's really, like LeBron James shoes aren't selling out. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nobody lined up to buy LeBron's. You know what I'm saying? Like I own a couple of pair of LeBron's, but I own a substantially larger amount of Jordan shoes. And part of it is because of the greatness of Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like LeBron is also great, but his shoes are also designed way better than LeBron's. And I think that's partly be, partly due to the LeBron came through in an era with technology. I think technology doesn't always uh, mesh well with actual design. Like the the Jordan ones that Jordan wore in the documentary for his last game against Boston. If you saw that episode, those shoes clearly destroyed his feet. Like Jordan ones are like the most uncomfortable shoe I've ever put on my foot. Like I'm flat footed. Like I hate them shits. I love but them. I hate them. They're terrible to wear. <laughs> if you go on Go right now, that shoe right now, a size ten, is selling for eighteen hundred dollars. Like after that episode went off, like them shit skyrocketed. Yeah. And maybe the effect could be the same in 20 years they do LeBron dog. But but back to my point, like LeBron James shoes are ugly, but the actual play basketball in them, they're great. They feel great in your feet as opposed to Jordan. So I don't think technology was the same. Obviously, it wasn't the same. But then he acknowledged that like, hey, yeah, we've come a long way coming from the ones to the 13s or 14s that he was wearing in his last finals. So, I mean, I'm giving Nike credit. Like they they had to put everything into Jordan. Like they literally said our entire budget we're going to put in a Jordan because we see what this guy can be. And the same thing, Adidas did the same thing with LeBron. Like when he was in high school, they were like, we see what this kid can be. They offered LeBron James in high school. They offered him $10 million just to not talk to Nike. Just $10 million. Don't even talk to him. Here's 10. And then, and then we'll make a deal with, with whatever, but you do, I, I, you have to give companies like Nike and Adidas credit for seeing the talent and being like, we're going to put it all on the line for this guy because we can see it. Well, and I think that's partly the jo- – oh, sorry, go ahead, Red. Oh, no, I was going to say to your point about uh, LeBron, when you said technology kind of ruined it for him, I think what really ruined, him for, ruined it for him too is when Michael Jordan came, there had never been a Michael Jordan. Like we didn't see a guy that was playing the way Michael was playing. So, so Nike had an opportunity to innovate with a guy that was innovating at the same time. And so they kind of, like you said – formed a perfect storm of innovation and kind of set a precedent. Whereas with LeBron, well, we we hear it all the time. We think we've seen LeBron before in the form of Michael Jordan. And so it's like, what do I gain from the shoe? They're a nice fashion asset. I know tons of people who have the earlier LeBron models. But for Nike and, and Michael Jordan, they had a chance to do something rare, which was have a shoe brand connected to the success of a player. And 
it made kids all over the world say, hey, I need to go and get this terribly constructed Jordan 1 because Michael Jordan had it on and look what he can do. Whereas with LeBron, it's more like, eh, kids don't think that same way, not after a certain point. So, well, like, to be fair, I'm sure the converse that everybody was wearing, they probably weren't that comfortable. So I know yeah. like old Air Force Ones, Adidas Forums, stuff like that. They, they, they all would probably tear your feet up like if you're trying to really seriously hoop in. But I do agree with you on that. Um, it was a, a joint effort. And thank goodness for us all, you know, it 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 happened. And it is one of the greatest experiences outside of the Yeezy and Kanye West that we'll probably ever see. So just to wrap up the sneaker piece, it's interesting that Marcus said that Adidas essentially paid LeBron 10 mil not to speak to Nike. And essentially Nike got him anyways. Same with Kobe Bryant, RIP. He had a deal with Adidas and then eventually Nike, Nike got him as well. So I, I feel like Jordan helped create that stronghold with, hey, if you're the best basketball player, you are going to be either with Nike or brand Jordan. It's going to happen. I don't, I don't care unless yeah. you're like a weirdo like Kawhi Leonard. You can go with New Balance. But I mean, it is what it is. He's, he's a different fellow. Well, and then like but, there's like other guys, too, that wear like the Pumas. But I kind of just believe in my humble opinion, some of those other shoes, they're just not like those companies are just not building good basketball shoes. Look at the Iversons. Like, does anybody own any of that? Like the answers, or any of the questions? No, nah, the, the answers are kind of heavy. I mean, the questions are kind of heavy. Some of the designs on the, on the answers actually look kind of corny, honestly. And I mean, that's Reebok, even with Adidas, like, Tim Duncan's shoe with them. No, sir. The Kobe freaking toaster oven shoes. Hell yeah, no. that, that was yeah. They look like, they look like the fucking the Elon Musk truck, dog. Yeah. Like, like, crazy looking, dog. Like, ooh, that that was egregious, but I, I do agree I mean, with you. better consider that Nike is Nike, though. Like, Nike's getting more money than Adidas and Converse and uh-huh. Armour. It's almost like comparing, like, you know, Marvel movies to an indie film like Marvel's got the money to get the best writers, the best actors, the best directors, the same way Nike has the money to get the best designers, the best athletes, the best creatives. Like they can get whoever they want. Like they can go to Under Armour and be like, give them a blank check and be like, we want your best designer. How much for him? And they can get that guy or that woman. They can get anybody. They got more money than that. Like I feel like Adidas is making a comeback. Like I almost feel like Adidas might be number one. But Adidas is making a comeback because they're starting Only to because of Kanye West. Well, they also have Beyonce. Nobody cares about her. And look at the look at the numbers. Sneaker wise, sneaker wise, we'll say. Okay, yeah, nobody sneaker, cares about oh, it. Yeah, sneaker wise, yeah, you're right. You're right. Nobody, nobody's got shot of Beyonce. Their whole thing is built off Kanye West. Like, and it's it's great. It's and it's crazy to me that like Nike had they had Kanye, they had him. Yeah, they, they, they had him. And they let him go. Yeah, but I mean, they, they still don't need them because they, they got Jordan, they got LeBron, they got but Kanye was read, they got PG. But that's the thing. Like, when you see it, that's almost like, all right, this is the, like, at that point, this was like college dropout, uh, like, late registration. Like, this was the, like, Kanye West was the biggest star at the time. And for you to have him and then to let him go, that's, that's I feel like, Nike's only misstep. Obviously, Nike can get anybody else, but when you're talking about big name, like, celebrities in general, like non-athlete that can still sell shoes, like how many of those are there? 
And shout out to Kanye West for being so generous. Uh, in an interview in 2019, he did give them permission to retro the Air Yeezy. So Nike, the ball's in your court. Go ahead and retro the Air Yeezy uh, so I don't have to pay $9,000 for the shoe or $18,000 for a new one. Hey, you, might have to pay, you, you might have to pay with your life. But yeah, it's going to be hard. Those things are going to be tough to get. So uh, I, I guess, and again, I'm not huge in the NBA Twitter thing. That's not my thing. I, I stay more football focused. But apparently there's been a lot of Paul Pierce talk, uh, slander. I guess he had a list that came out. Um, I would like Marcus and the other basketball heads to kind of get into this. But before you start, the, I guess the, the narrative is that he's trash, but like he clearly had a nickname. Like he has a championship. I mean, he has a, a terrible hairline. He can't grow a beard, but I mean, he 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 got busy. Like he got busy. So, I mean, y'all 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 do what y'all do. I mean, I'm always here for Paul Pierce slander at any time. Like, if there's any moment that we can slander Paul Pierce, I am here for it. He has one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. He plays basketball like a 50 year old man with bad knees. It's awful to watch. Are we watching and the same player? Come on, guy. Let's be for real. Compared to other players that were playing at the time, like when you compare to like He's a top 20 player all time, Kobe Bryant, is he what? He's a top 25 player all time. Lie again. Lie again. He's a top Paul 25 Pierce, player of all time. He's not a top 50 player all time. We can go Paul through Pierce, Paul 25. Pierce. Look, I don't watch that much basketball, but 25 is kind of reckless. <laughs> like, I don't know. Crazy. He might be captain, bro. That's crazy. Because I, I have, well, I don't want to go through that. Let's stick on this Paul Pierce slander. So Paul what? Pierce talks all this like cat. And let's just let's just put it all out there. And Rev will agree with me. Well, Paul I Pierce says he hates LeBron James. And that's the that's that's a fact. He hates LeBron James because LeBron James came through and just took all his shit. Yes. Pretty much emasculated him and got him shipped off to Brooklyn. Yeah. Like he can't stand LeBron James, so he's not going to give LeBron James any type of credit whatsoever. Paul Pierce is the only person on the planet that thinks LeBron James isn't a top five player ever, and it's embarrassing. His hate is unbelievable because look, it just just look at the numbers LeBron James has put on Paul Pierce as an individual. It is it is damn near bullying. He is embarrassing Paul Pierce on a night-to-night basis. And for Paul Pierce to get out here and come on TV and talk cash shit like this, this is going to make people start looking at you, Paul. No, Paul, you're not a top 50 player. Yes, Paul, you did shit yourself during the finals. You did shit yourself. And then you went on TV to talk about it. You want to talk? Like, that's the thing. You could have just shut the fuck up. You could have just shut the fuck up. But now you got people pulling up videos of you shitting on yourself during the game. And it was so bad that they had to get a wheelchair, a wheelchair, something for that is used for people that can't walk. You shit on yourself so bad, they got to wheel you off into the back room so they can clean your dirty ass? Shut the fuck up, Paul Pierce. What is your problem? Dirty ass mm. nigga shit. Oh, no. So, yeah, Paul Pierce is endlessly bitter. Um, totally agree. He feels to LeBron the way that Michael Jordan felt to Isaiah Thomas, except like Isaiah Thomas was actual competition for Michael Jordan. And at, by the time LeBron came through and ripped through the East, Paul Pierce was in a downward slope. Um, they had just lost the 2010 finals. And honestly, the team as presently constructed was starting to break down by the time 
um, LeBron came through with the Miami Heat and just dismantled everything. So yeah, Paul Pierce sounds. And they had the wait, wait. Hold on. Make sure we set this up right. When Paul Pierce dogged LeBron and the Cavaliers so bad that he had to link up like a coward with the Heat in order to take down the mighty Celtics. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go hold ahead, on. Oh, oh, oh. Go, go ahead, toot your horn as a Celtics fan so, so, and let these Negroes know. So before, but before that, Paul Pierce needed Kevin Durant or Kevin Garnett and Ray you Allen. Wrong name. So your argument's invalid, sir. They had to bring. He had to, he had to bring in two guys to help him get through LeBron. But let's not let's ignore that part. I was he needed to say. Yeah, he definitely – Paul Pierce was not alone in his championship feats. I mean, he had Kevin Garnett, and he had Ray Allen, and he had Rondo, who was starting to come into his own as a more traditional-style point guard. That the point God. And the so, point God. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they did beat LeBron and sent him to Miami, but LeBron took it personally, came back, and destroyed them several years in a row and essentially – dismantle the Celtics as they were presently constructed. And so do, what Paul Pierce is a player that I hold near and dear, but I am not so much of a fan of Paul Pierce that I cannot say you sound ridiculous when you try to um, discredit the work that LeBron has done. Okay, so and what, do, you, you, do you know his list? Of Wait, of Paul Pierce's list? Yeah, the, the list that he didn't include LeBron I tend to I, I just feel like you can't make a list for now with LeBron not be on it unless it's, it's like it's MJ Kareem Russell Magic Kobe. Where where do you put LeBron? Are you gonna take off Kobe? He just yes. passed away. Way yes. more points. You take Kobe off of there. Five time champion. You take Kobe off of there. Well, you don't take Kobe off of that. Well, yes, hold on. So uh, this mm. like that's you don't have to take Kobe off there. It's his hold, hold that, let's hold that let's hold that Kobe let's hold that Kobe point for later because I got I got I got a, a take on the whole Kobe thing, but are, are we done slandering Paul Pierce or well, no, I'm definitely not. I have a lot more to say, but I just wanted her to to go ahead and build to this argument against this young man that we're going up against. Well, just, just to say that, like, Paul Pierce is a hater. Like, Paul Pierce's best season, his career best season, is 26 points, 6.9 rebounds, and three seven assists. rebounds, give him the seven. Okay, I'll, get, I'll round it up to seven and three assists. LeBron James's career average is 27, 8, and 8. That's his career average. You want to look at uh, Paul Pierce's career average? Okay, but He's the argument is not me versus you. It's I'm slandering Paul Pierce. That's what I'm doing. Five people and I'm you're slandering not Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is an under 20 point score for his career. Wow, the last few career. years broke it down. I mean, his his career in Boston, he was over 23 points a game. Well, r- real quick, just I'm on a <clears throat> since I don't know anything. I went to the internet, so I did some Googles. And uh, according to basketballreference.com, Paul Pierce is a 10-time All-Star, uh, obviously 2007-2008 NBA champ, 1998-99 All-Rookie team, four-time All-NBA, 2007-2008 Finals MVP. So, I mean, th- those, those are – I mean, those are some decent – That's fine. Some decent they, got them ranked, they got them ranked right at like under 45, between 40 and 45 all-time as, as an all-time great. So Paul That's not Pierce- bad. He's a top 50 player all-time. Paul Pierce is not a bad player. Paul Pierce makes people hate him because he talks so much. He's not a player that can just bow out of the game gracefully and be a pundit and just kind of talk about everybody from an unbiased perspective. Paul Pierce clearly feels a way that he, A, was 
knocked uh, knocked out when he felt like he was at his prime or at his best chance to win another championship by LeBron. He feels slighted by Draymond Green. He feels slighted that he didn't get a chance to have the farewell the farewell tour that he wanted. And so at this point, he's an old man yelling at clouds. That's Paul Pierce's problem. <laughs> I don't believe so. I believe Paul Pierce is a as a 10-time All-Star, he put in damn near 18, 19 years in the league. He's entitled to have his opinion. And honestly, you can make a case for those five people. Like, he didn't say LeBron's number 15 all-time. He just said he's not in his top five. What if LeBron was six? We don't know that. But it's not because – it's not that people are saying, hey, you left LeBron off this list because it wasn't some some crazy list where it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. The problem is we know that Paul Pierce is a hater. So he left LeBron off his list out of malice, not, not out of actual opinion. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins said that. Kendrick Perkins says that he doesn't like LeBron James because of how he dogged him on the court all the time. He had it's a it's personal with him. He doesn't like LeBron James, and I get it. I understand it. Like if I was getting dog like just dog walk like that my entire career in Boston by Le- by one guy, I'd be pissed off too. And here and this is this is something that like I wish would happen. Like the year the Celtics would have the the year the Celtics knocked out the Cavs and LeBron was a free agent. I wish LeBron would have said, you know what? I want to sign with the Celtics, but you got to get Paul Pierce out of here. What do you think the Celtics would have did? They'd have shit Paul Pierce out of there so quick. He wouldn't have known what happened. He'd have been out on his hand. They'd have have, have, have got got cut. They might've cut him to get LeBron. They wouldn't cut him. They're not that disrespectful. To get LeBron to get 2011 LeBron James or 2010, they had an all-time great player that worked on an all-time. Hold on, I'm I'm just saying I don't think they would have cut the guy. The Celtics Celtics team that beat Cleveland, the Celtics the Celtics the Celtics team with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Rajon Rondo went seven games. Against LeBron James and a bunch of nobodies, it took them not a bunch of nobodies. That is revisionist history. Name the other players. Name the other players. Who were they? Zajunas Algaskis was actually pretty good. Back on that team that year, still pretty dominant. Where is he at now? Who? Algaskis, he's retired. That was like. 12 years ago, 11 okay, years so, ago. So Big Z is who you want to go into the playoffs with? Big, Big, Big Z. Z was a good player at the time. Was he an all-star? How many all-stars did he make? Look it Maybe up. Two. How many, how many all NBAs did he make? How many times was he considered he one of the best? Croatian or something. That isn't that's not a valid argument. He what? was still a solid player. He had a team full of decent role players. Being a solid player and being a star player are not the same thing. Look at Boston. Yeah, they, were, they were quality role players. They're not star players. All right. so I got I got the roster. Players? I got the roster in front of me. You have uh Ildowskis. Is this right? Ben Wallace, Delonte West, Wally Zerbiak. Find me a player. Anderson Harris. Wait, before you finish reading that Cavs roster, find me one player that's better than Ray Allen because that's the third best player in the Celtics. Find me one player better it's than Ray Allen. It's not about that. It's about a good team. Like, name, a good, name a player Smith. better than Ray Allen. I don't even, Doug, I don't even know who half these like, people are. Like, come on. Like say, the Spurs, they didn't have all-stars all over the place. They had great players. Find a player better than Rondo at that point. Rondo right. was in his second season. Find me a player better than Rondo. That's it not their job. Seven LeBron games is the all-star, super all-American. to be one man. You need to go. The point is, if you have an opinion on something, like even if he said LeBron was top seven behind Bird, he can make that case. It's his opinion. But it's not the opinion. It's not the opinion. 
opinion. It's the fact that we all know that there is malice behind this opinion. This it is, not and he has the right to have that. I don't yeah, know. And then so when people call if you I'm a hater for being a hater, then you just got to be a hater. Like, I don't okay. think he's a hater. I think he knows his list. I think the person on this podcast that said Kobe should be taken out should burn in hell, honestly, because wow. that is just that. That is out of the man passed away not even six months ago, and you dog headed funky Negro would say something like Kobe doesn't deserve to be on the list. Kobe's number three all time at this point. No, he's not. He's one A, one B ish. No, he's okay. Not. We'll get back to we'll get back to Kobe. Um, but uh, all I know is I'm looking at this NBA Finals game where the Cavs won 74 to 69 against the Celtics in that series. Uh, LeBron James played 46 minutes and 39 seconds and had 32 out of the 74 points. Those that is the, the next. Had. Those are the we had 12. The latte rest finished with 10 points after playing for 45 full minutes. Dog, like, yeah, like freaking JR Smith. They're not gonna get I'm you. Just saying, I'm just saying, help a brother out, dog. Like, JR Smith wasn't on that team. I'm saying they're, they're similar players, like, they're not that dependable in the points category, and they're kind of crazy. Shout out to mental health, by the way. Delonte, definitely what you That's crazy. That is insane. But I mean, I guess the consensus is Paul Pierce is a hater. Like, like I guess that's what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll with that. So ruining his legacy by being a hater, and he don't have to be. Facts. Um. So just going back to the last dance, I got on the background. Just a couple more things that I thought about that I kind of learned. Um. The whole black Jesus thing, like that seemed like that was a bit over the top, but like that imagine calling another man black Jesus dog, like and being for real, dog. Like that's that is insane, dog. Yeah, that is really, out of control. Reggie Miller tripped me out when he said that. I was like, Y'all was both professional basketball players. Like, call that nigga Mike. What are you talking about? Hey man. <laughs> black Jesus. That was dog. the name that you know when he came. That's what they call him. You think people in the locker room calling LeBron King James? Probably. I hope not. Audience that call him Mr. James or King James. That's weird. At least I still his name though. You know what I'm saying? Like Black Jesus, dog. Like that's on some next level shit, dog. Um, also, like I would like to see a documentary on Michael Jackson or why do you say Michael Jackson? R.I.P. On Michael Jordan's uh, security guards. Like those cats might have been the like second most interesting people in the whole doc. Like. Like was that white man? Do you have like a Jerry curl or like I'm yeah. I'm mad confused about that cat. Like I feel like he should have got more speaking time. Like, also, <laughs> a bigger role. For like a smooth twenty minutes when they're game, I thought he was a black man, and he, he was like black. fair skinned. And then I was like, well, maybe he's not. I'm a little. I'm, I, where is that man? <laughs> I, he needed more. We needed. We need. We need some some follow up to that <laughs> dude. But. Uh, and then, like, just also, like, just uh, think about how large and how big of a star Michael was. Like, he he had his own, like, essentially his own VIP section, like, just off the grid, just kicking it with his security guards, like, before games, giving people tickets and shit. I'm like, dog, that is, that is, in, that is incredible. The thing like, I thought about was how would Michael Jordan fare with social media? 
with an always like he could back then even when their society wasn't always on he didn't have anywhere to go so i'm wondering how he would have coped with now with like people constantly wanting to see you on instagram and wanting to see you tweet especially in this political climate for somebody who is so averse to talking about politics like what what would we have thought about michael jordan and how would that have affected his star now i i wondered that as i kept watching well i feel like he'd have been one of the people that had a twitter handler like they'd have been everything would have been on brand on point but um i, I think it was also interesting the part where they're showing him in his hotel room uh with the juice and cigar talking about like hey just kind of describing how his day goes as far as like hey you know going to practice or after games having to drop like 40 points change do press with like a thousand media people get mobbed on way to his car, get to his hotel, get mobbed again. Like he was pretty much a prisoner to his own his own fame and greatness. And it, it was kind of crazy that how he was so open in his last season where he was like, yo, I'm kind of done with this, but still will go out and drop 40 points on people and still be the most dominant force on the court. Like he's mentally checked out still dominating people, which is which is crazy to see. But I was trying to trying to figure out like I, how I mentioned earlier with other stars and with marketing that we had this day with social media and stuff like that. Um, like for example, if you had the mall was open, right? You know, shout out to Narona. If the mall was open and you had you know Steph Curry at one side of the mall and LeBron James at another side of the mall, I feel like it would kind of be it could be possibly split, maybe a 60-40 spread at this point, maybe early in LeBron's career. I don't think there were too many stars as big as him, but with now like we, like we talked about with the marketing there's a lot more, I guess, fame to be spread around. Like back in the day with MJ, it was like, it was just him. Like it was just, he was the go-to guy. And, and I was curious if he was in this current era, like you said, with social media, would there be anybody else that could take away some of the shine from him, if that makes sense? Like well, if you would I go think- to the mall, like if, if Curry was there, like, maybe even now if he was at the mall, it might be still anarchy to go see Michael Jordan versus one of these top NBA players. I think that Michael Jordan would have had to compete with personalities more because then you weren't, and nobody cared what, you know, Gary Payton was talking about. Nobody cared what Patrick Ewan was doing. But now, like, people tune in more for people's personalities because we have access to them. So we like LeBron James as a player, but we really like LeBron James as a person. We like to see Steph and all his kids, all his beige kids, and we like to see Steph's wife. Like, we are invested in these people's personal lives. So I think that Michael Jordan may have had to compete with that a little bit to where, like, yeah, he's cool on the court, but, like, he's like Beyonce. Like, he only posts pictures every once every six months, and we we don't see him anymore. Is there as much intrigue into Michael Jordan as there is to Steph or LeBron in this age? I don't know if he would be able to compete with that. I feel like Jordan at this point kind of understands that I don't want to say people are starting to forget about him, but there's a lot of people that never watched Jordan play that didn't see him at his peak. The only thing they know about him is he's the crying meme guy. Like that's all that a lot of people know about him. And I don't know if the story is like factual, but they did say that he greenlit this thing after the Cavaliers won the championship so may I'm not and I don't want to say like oh well he's you know he doesn't want to get you know overshadowed by what LeBron did but there's this idea of like yo let me remind people about what I did how great I was let me let me put on let me put what I did on display you know what I'm saying and 
he obviously could have had, you know, LeBron James involved in that documentary if he wanted to. But this is like, no, this is about me. Let me get another victory lap. Let me go ahead and remind some of these people that I am the greatest player ever. I'm the best winner in modern time since, you know, the 90s. Because I don't I, I, I don't really do the whole, like, Bill Russell Crane thing because I wasn't alive for that, so I don't really talk about it too much. But like you said, they were – like, this was a – this is essentially a Nike commercial because all those shoes, you know, the – People were buying them and they were like, if they put them on whatever, like they were selling out. And it's to remind like these younger kids, like, hey, I know you guys like LeBron. I know you guys like Steph. I know you like Katie, but I was that nigga for a, for a good while and everybody knew it. All-star players were calling me Black Jesus, admitting it in public. I'm that dude. I do what I want. So y'all are going to remember that. And this was... This was all everybody was talking about during these last uh, four or five weeks was Last Dance documentary. Every Sunday, there was prime time, tune in, everybody's watching, everybody's talking about it. And that's that's ego. And I don't, I'm not mad at him for it. I get it. Like, if you feel like you're being forgotten and people are starting to like, oh, well, is LeBron better than him? Oh, is Kobe better than him? Is Kevin Durant going to be better? Like, no, y'all ain't going to forget me. Do this, green light this documentary right now so we can talk about this. And, oh, Rev, you have something to say? No, 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 that was it. Okay, that, that's that's interesting. Uh, I don't know, man. And I, I hate to do the whole Michael Jordan, LeBron thing, but that's kind of what this has come down to with a lot of people. And then, shout out to Freddie Beats, Freddie Bricks, uh, Reduced Lunch Podcast. He he's one of those LeBron stands. I think uh, the homeboy Gary is too. And I don't I don't see how you could watch this. I guess if you're a stand, you're a stand. But I, I don't I don't I don't I can't I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. LeBron LeBron is a monster. I, I will give you that. He is great. But we can't. Uh, because anytime, anytime you defend, you defend Michael Jordan, you sound like a hater. You know what I'm saying? But it, it is what it is. It's it, it's 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 kind of wild, but it it kind of is true. Like LeBron James, kind of gets punished for winning, if that makes any sense. Because if you look at what, if you look at what Jordan did at early on in his career, like he wasn't getting to the playoffs like that. He wasn't making deep runs. LeBron James got to the playoffs, I believe, his second year. And whenever LeBron gets to the playoffs, he gets you pat. He gets you to the second round, guaranteed. It's happened every year of his career. Uh, once he started getting to the finals, like he he got to the finals too early with the Cavs. They got there ahead of schedule, so that's a blemish on him for being great too early. Like that's almost like if Michael Jordan would have beat the Pistons the first time and got to the finals and lost to the to the Lakers or something like that. So if you look at say like when Michael Jordan came back in 95 and they lost to the magic imagine if they'd have won that series if somehow they'd have took the magic to seven and got to the finals and then they lose to the rockets because michael wasn't michael at that point do we look at michael any differently are we looking at him like oh well you lost in the finals now you're only six and six and one you know what i'm saying and that's kind of what lebron gets like yeah if you want to look at the 2010 2011 finals against the mavericks that's just embarrassing that's a bad loss. That's a bad look on him. And if you want to use that and hold him and put him at number two because of that, I get that. But you also got to look at the teams that he lost to. Like he lost to the San Antonio Spurs. Like that's that was one of the best teams to ever 
play. Like, they didn't lose a lot of games that year. And even in the playoffs, they kind of ran through everybody. He lost to the Warriors with an injured team. Like, he didn't have Kyrie and he didn't have Kevin Love. Then he beats the Warriors. And what the what do the Warriors do? They go out and get Kevin Durant. Like, so, 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 if, if but that, that kind of speaks to the times, though. We're in a different era, though, but I, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's hard to do the area thing, too. My, my point is, LeBron James would have, people would look at LeBron James differently if he would have lost more. Like, if he'd have lost to the Celtics and didn't have to place the Warriors in the finals both times, say, say he loses to the Celtics three more times in the Eastern Conference finals. So now his finals record is like three and two. We're looking at him different compared to it being three and six. So because he dominated the Eastern Conference so much and he has to face these unbeatable teams, we now look at him as, as Josh would say, the biggest loser of our generation? Are you serious? Like, talk, well, talk to Celtics fans. Talk to Heat fans. Talk to Bulls fans. Talk to Pacers fans. Talk to any fans. and Talk to Hawks fans. Any, any fan of an Eastern Conference team from 2000. Nine to two thousand to two years ago, hates LeBron James because he has kept them from getting to the finals. Okay, uh, so uh, a lot of the common arguments I get with the whole LeBron James, Michael Jordan beef or whatever is that, and I think I tweeted Anfro about this is the whole Michael Jordan playing against plumbers thing, right? Like that's just wildly unfair slander. That it's not. I get it was a different era, but he was playing. Like Charles Barkley won the MVP one of the years they played. Like he played against, you know, a younger Shaq. He played with the Magics and the Birds. But somebody made the argument that those guys don't get called plumbers as well. And then also, too, like during his stint with the Wizards, there was a couple of games he scored like 50 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was against like modern era players. He probably wasn't great defensively, but he was an older guy at that point. Like that's he's playing with house money. We don't hold that against Jordan in his legacy. Like, there's no, like, oh, LeBron was kind of – or Michael was kind of a loser at that point because he couldn't lead his team to the playoffs. Like, we don't talk about that. We ignore the we ignore yeah, the Washington that, part. Well, because that man came down from the executive suites. Like, you I mean, know what? Let and, me – I get that. But also, that's, like, the Bosch, that's the boss shit, though. Like, But, but yeah. like I said, like I said, had he got past the Magic and made it to the finals and lost to the Rockets, which I think they would have did that – I think they would have lost – are we look? We're not viewing MJ differently, and I don't feel like we should view LeBron as some sort of loser because he lost to all-time great team. Like if you if you were to put together an uh, all-time starting five with one team's like players, like that Golden State roster might be that. Like that Golden State Warrior team with Kevin Durant, that might be the best team to ever play. So. It's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like oh LeBron should have he needs to will his team to win that series like with what with who how how do you beat that team I don't know well maybe if he was meaner to his uh, his co-stars like Michael you You got Draymond or here's the thing LeBron needs to yell at his teammates more he needs to yell (laughs) be on their necks if LeBron would have showed up to practice on time you know say they have an entourage you know they'd have been they'd have been better but but real quick this is episode is clearly going to go over an hour guys so appreciate (laughs) y'all rocking with us but okay so there's a couple more points I want to get to with the whole let's stay out of Michael Jordan LeBron James so learning about the whole learning more about the whole baseball situation like looking back at it like Doug that might be the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know a lot of people made a big deal about the decision in LeBron, but that baseball shit, like, bro, you just you just want to go play baseball, dog? Like, and then you just 
come back and play basketball like in the middle of the season like yo i'm gonna go hang out with the homies i'm gonna check them out oh now i'm practicing because literally everything michael J- michael jordan did at this point pre-social media was like the biggest news ever like like they're they're breaking they're they're going they're cutting into major news networks talking about michael jordan practice with the team you know what i'm saying like and, and i feel like he doesn't get the amount of uh i guess amount of heat for that those little uh shenanigans like uh lebron did with uh the whole decision, even though the decision made a lot of networks money for branding and marketing and promotion, Jordan was out here doing his thing. So well, I was I curious to hear guys' thoughts with that. So, like, Michael Jordan didn't personally make it a big deal for him to go and play baseball. He just kind of did it. He was like, I don't want to play anymore. I want to take a break. I'm going to go play baseball. Whereas LeBron was like, I'm going to put my decision on TV. And I'm not faulting him from that for that because during yeah. the time that he did that, that was a thing that people would do. Like it was, it was early in the era of social media to where like people wanted to know your every move. Um, and I don't, I mean, I still think that that type of, even if LeBron said, uh, I don't think I want to play basketball this season, I'm going to go and play for the chargers or something. It would still get the same amount of attention. I just think we view it a little bit differently because of the medium that, like there is no other way we would have known that Michael Jordan wouldn't would have went to go play baseball had there not been a breaking news cut into uh, the story of Timmy getting stuck in the well. Whereas LeBron can just tell us. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like the technology aspect. Yeah, my, um, not, I mean, not to really. There's not really much to talk about with the decision, but I, I don't know if I said it before, but my favorite like tidbit about the decision was the fact that Kanye West was there in the crowd just hanging out it's so it's so random and it's so weird but it's like why are you here what are you doing here you know what i'm saying he want to know like we want to know like he just was like okay i'm just gonna show up to this doesn't make any sense that's the only thing that really stayed like that's whenever the decision is talked about i always bring it up because i'm just like why was he there and he was like falling asleep because he like took like a private jet there and got there. Like he was, it was, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It's crazy. Okay. So, uh, LeBron, uh, let's not go LeBron. Let's go Kobe. Let's go Kobe real quick. So I know uh, there's a big argument, I guess, as far as uh, Kobe bringing kind of a, uh, I guess, B grade Michael Jordan impressionist. So with that being said, we can all argue that I guess part of the reason Kobe wasn't, as great as Michael Jordan, because A, he just flat out wasn't as good, and he wasn't as, I guess, athletic, if that makes sense, right? I would say that he didn't have the explosiveness. He didn't have as good of a GM as Jordan did, because there was a few, like, after Shaq left, Kobe has some pretty bad teammates. Like, he didn't have a good roster around him, and, like, Kobe's great and all, but, I mean, he wasn't great enough to take those players through the West and get to the finals. Okay. Or even get to the finals. And also, let's remember, the guy was screwed based off of that Denver stuff. And then his comments about Shaq did it, too. And I kind of felt like a lot of people up until his death, they really held that against him. Like, honestly, those Steve Nash years, he should not have won the – if you just pull the stats alone, minus the wins, there's no way Steve Nash should have won – the MVP trophies over Kobe and or Amari Stoudemire for those two years. There was a couple other times with Tim Duncan where it was like kind of a push, but I kind of felt like 
Kobe should have won it there. But I just felt like Kobe became such a such a wanted or hated man. That's the reason why he wasn't respected coming up. I mean, as far as, you know, him versus Jordan, he had everything that Jordan had. He had the explosiveness. He was a way better jump shooter as far as from a three-point perspective. He had the killer instinct. He had everything that you would want to be. It's just why are you trying to talk like this guy and walk with this guy and mimic this guy? Like that was just, that's weird behavior. But I really feel like the Denver issue is the thing that they hold against him and the fact that he didn't get six championships. That, that's the only thing. Like outside of that, the guy had like a marvelous career and deserves to be top five all time. Well, and that's that's where it becomes difficult because their games are so similar and kind of their – Kind of the whole Phil Jackson thing is it, kind of like, yo, he Jordan was essentially reborn, if that kind of makes sense. Like that whole that that whole same, you know, stick was reborn in, in L.A. with the triangle and having that, you know, Jordan S type player, which makes it hard to rate because, of course, a lot of people are kind of default, you know, do Michael Jordan's number one. It's kind of like if you absent of Michael Jordan in a top five list, I guess my question would be, where does where would Kobe fall? I guess. I'll start out. To me, if there's no Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant is number one all time over everybody. And the reason why I say that, Magic Johnson is also a top five player all time. And he'll tell you himself personally, Kobe's a way better player than he was. He's the best Laker of all time. The guy's a proven winner. Like I said, he he has everything you would want in a basketball player uh, outside of maybe like LeBron. So if, if it was no Jordan, for me, it would be, Kobe, a toss-up between I'd, – I'd go LeBron. I'd go uh, Magic Bird and then Kareem. So we're doing our top five players? I, I'm just giving well, out mine range. We'll like top like five, like without, without Jordan. And I'm glad you brought up Kareem because after this, real quick, let's get to – and I missed this one. Sorry about that. Why are big men left out of the GOAT discussion? But we'll go with, uh, we'll go with Marcus real quick. Um, you, so without Jordan, I mean, yeah, I, just I, absolute Jordan, like LeBron, uh, Hakeem, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Larry Bird, Magic. Is that five or is that six? That was like seven. You're seven. really gonna put Hakeem over Kobe, but okay. Okay, Greg, what do you got? Snickers on mushrooms. Without Jordan, I'd probably go. Does it have to be in order or just I top five in general? Just, yeah, just, let's just go random. Just yeah. um, it'd be Bird, Magic, Kareem. Uh, I'd probably put LeBron in there. He'd probably be five. Bird, Magic, Kareem. Yeah, and probably Shaq and then LeBron. LeBron, I don't It'd probably be like Shaq and then dot, 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 LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't get why you guys would, but I mean, I guess we'll discuss that in a bit with the big man discussion. I just can't, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't see how you don't put Kobe in there. If you, if there's never a Jordan, you look at all that Kobe did in 20 years, all the points scored, all the games, and you guys drop Carl Malone and Kobe with five chips. Here's why. And, and maybe this is just ignorance on my part, but I just, if there's no Jordan, Jordan, then I don't think that we get the Kobe that we saw. And I, I think that's what's kind of painting my top five to where I'm thinking about all that Jordan gave to Kobe, whether 
consciously or subconsciously the way that we saw Kobe begin to fashion his game after Michael Jordan. I just think if there's no Michael Jordan, then we don't get a lot of the Kobe that we saw. Well, and, and I don't mean, I mean, I mean, kind of like with the kind of like a rap list, like, hey, give me your top five rappers, but you can't use like Jay Z. And I was like, he's still here. You just can't list him. Like the inf- like the influence is still there. It's just like you can't. We're like if you said, give me your top six, and Jordan is, you know, not going to be in there. Your one. Okay, then I probably would would swap LeBron for Kobe at five. I mean, Kobe's in my top ten, and he's yeah. closer to, he's closer to the top half of the top ten. Yeah, but like, if you told me like, hey, you got it, you need five players, positionless basketball for your life. Like, who do you want? Like, Jordan, LeBron, Hakeem, Shaq, yeah. Tim Duncan. Like, I'm fine. I, I can live with that. Kobe well, said, okay, but no, but no Jordan though. So if you didn't have Jordan, yeah, Kobe still six or seven. No, I'm saying, would you put him in that that positionless offense? If I had positionless too. If you without Jordan. Would I put Kobe? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm just talking about like great players. Like these are the best of the best. Like those are the guys I'd want. Like if you, if you like, and I've said it before on Twitter, if you give me one year of these players at their best for a shooting guard, I'm taking Jordan. But if you told me I can't take Jordan, I'm taking Dwayne Wade. Okay. Dwayne Wade is a better defender. He's a better rebounder and he's a better shot blocker. He's a better all around at those points. Like Kobe's no. gonna put in more buckets, but Dwayne Wade at his prime and his elite when he opened before LeBron got there. Yeah, I'd take Dwayne Wade. Not better than Kobe at all, but okay. Defensively, I'm talking all around. If you want to talk about just scoring, Kobe Bryant is a I think Kobe Kobe is a better scorer. His game, he was a hell of a defender. I understand that. We're talking talking defending, rebounding, block shots. Look at the numbers. Dwayne Wade is better at all those things than Kobe Bryant. That's no disrespect to Kobe. Kobe's number three. Like, and and this is the thing that kind of bothers me. It's like I don't think I've ever heard that before. (laughs) Yeah, and this is just for one year. I'm talking about you get one year, their best year. And 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 the thing is like, okay, well, oh. Well, I got LeBron at number one and Jordan at number two, and people just get so butthurt. They're like, oh, my God, how dare you say that Michael Jordan is the second greatest player ever? Or LeBron James is the second greatest player ever? How dare – like, you get so indignant about it. It's like, bro, it's one and two. Like, I get – like, it's not that serious. For Like, if you, if you told me, hey, we're doing a snake draft, all-time players, and I have the number two pick, if someone takes Jordan – I will happily take LeBron. If someone takes LeBron, I will happily take Jordan. The the differences between one and two to me aren't that drastic. It's not that big of a gap when you think about it. If we're just going to look physically, LeBron James is just as good a scorer as Michael Jordan. He's a better rebounder. He's a better passer. They're probably on the same level when it comes to defense. And LeBron is taller and bigger. So, like, why wouldn't I take LeBron? Like, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you want to take oh, Jordan, yeah. but if you want to take Jordan because of the six championships and everything else, that's fine. I'm fine with either one. Like, I get why someone would say LeBron's a goat, and I get why someone would say MJ's a goat. You shouldn't be offended if someone takes one or the other. It's not that bad. It's not like we're saying, you know what? I'm not taking LeBron or Jordan. I'm taking Chris Paul. He's my goat. No one's saying that. No one would say something like that. 
It's between <laughs> Jordan and LeBron. It's fine. Is it crack? <laughs> so, shout out to people. Shout out to Freddie Briggs. <laughs> who uh, have... Who should is echo in the background? Probably adults. Anyways, who has a who continuously tweets that LeBron James is like 6'9, 300 pounds? I'm like, dog, stop lying, dog. Like, I get LeBron as your goat, but you don't have to mythicize him any more than he is. He's he is, I will boldly say, he has never in his life played at no 290, 300 pounds. That is absurd. Like, come on, man. That's just like saying, that's like saying Michael Jordan could literally fly. Like, that's that's just stupid. Like, but come on, cut, cut the malarkey, bro. Cut it out. But I find that hilarious every time I see people tweet that. Like, oh, he's 6'9", maybe he's 7 feet, 350 pounds. Like, dog, it's not that. He's not that big, dog. But, anywho. But, uh... It can be frustrating. It, it, it's annoying. But that's that's kind of the point where I was trying to bring up with you guys, like, what players in today's modern NBA history would be a cop to Michael Jordan athletically, like not skills wise, just like, you know, leaping ability, speed, blah, 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 height, weight. And my, my thing with that is like these cats have, you know, better technology. If they're that explosive and they're that good, like talented, why aren't they Michael Jordan? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's to me what makes him different. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and my kind of take real quick with the whole, uh, Allegedly, there's been word there's some sort of parallel universe out there, right? <laughs> and and my thing was, if in a parallel universe, if and I'm taking it to another level, but if Michael Jordan's soul persona were put into the body and the frame of LeBron James and vice versa, which athlete is better? Which, which one is the better player? The I mean, player with the soul of Jordan would be better because he was a killer and he was relentless. Yeah, and I just think LeBron is I don't know. That I mean, I guess if it's if you're giving him Michael Jordan's, you know, tenacity, then it's gonna no, no, be no, 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 no. You're not getting his you're getting his body. That's all you're getting. His body? He goes from being six nine, three hundred pounds to being six six, two fifteen, two twenty, whatever. Well then I don't know. I would. I still think I would go Jordan. I don't know if, if LeBron at six six two fifteen with a, a very heavy t shirt on um, would be Michael Jordan. I just think LeBron does a lot with his size, and I don't know if he would be able to finesse the same way without the size. Marcus, what are your it, thoughts? It's hard. It, it's hard not to go with the six eight guy. Like if you're six eight, then you can do the things that Jordan can do. Like, well, no, no, okay. No, he doesn't have his ability. He just has like tight in the space jam. They they took his abilities out and put it into his body. Like now I'm Michael Jordan, but now I have now I'm six eight two fifty. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm, take, I'm taking the six eight guy over the six six guy every down every time. If, like I feel like mentality wise, Jordan and LeBron are pretty much kind of the same. But yeah, I'm taking I take him at six eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like LeBron is not some passive guy that just lets things happen. Like I'm, he, I'm not saying he is, but clearly from I mean, this that's, that's kind of a narrative this, this, about him. But this mentally and, and, and well, maybe we'll see in when they do the LeBron James 20 piece documentary in 20 years. But let's do Michael Jordan. He's 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 different, man. Like, no, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, man. When that when that LeBron documentary comes out, 
people are going to be pissed. They're going to be so mad at all the like legacy building and narrative building surrounding LeBron because Michael Jordan had had creative control over this whole documentary. So they really didn't make him look too bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's gonna happen with LeBron James too. LeBron is going to paint himself perfectly to the point where people are gonna be rolling their eyes watching that thing. Like, well, it's gonna be a little different in that era because they're gonna have way more material. Like, I mean, yeah. with this one, they only had full footage from one season. Like with social media, you literally have everything documented. Like everything is documented. Like there's probably so much stuff that we we will probably never know about Michael Jordan. But in this day and age, shoot, that documentary could probably be 30 parts they wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? They could probably make every season its own miniseries that they wanted to, starting from high school, because they were recording his high school games. You know what I'm saying? They could they so, could do a 10, they could do a 10 part documentary on just his four years in Miami. Like just that four year, you could do 10 parts easily. Easily. Yeah. That was the craziest like stint of basketball. Like people have like that first season, that first game at, in Boston. When they lost, like people were legit talking about this was a mistake. Like they should LeBron and Dwayne Wade can't play together. Chris Bosch isn't ready for the moment. They can't play together. They can't score any points. Like that first, like I just they could do a 10-part documentary on just that first season with them losing to the Mavericks. That was the great, like every loss was every loss led first take. Every loss led sports center. Everything they did, like if you go to ESPN.com and you go to like the tabs where it says NBA, then it says standings, and then it says like stats, they had something that said heat index. And that was just all stuff heat. That's how crazy that people were for content about the Miami Heat back then for that first year. And it was up there. They had the heat index up until I think they had it up a year after LeBron left. Like that's how crazy it was for, for the heat. So they could easily do 10 parts in that first season. Easily. Okay. Fair enough. But, yeah, this was uh, definitely a uh, sports-heavy episode. Finally. We'd love to hear, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the uh, the last dance, uh, things you learned, the things that you enjoyed about it. Um, this is a documentary I definitely would watch again because it's just, it's just interesting. Like, if you're not – if you're probably not in the sports world, you probably knew most of this stuff, but it's – it gives you like a run through history on like so many things you can tie into like culture, fashion, music, all of that stuff. Just even world events going on. So if you haven't watched the documentary, I highly recommend it. You can watch it free on the ESPN app, and I think it's supposed to be on Netflix. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, Rev, we appreciate you being being on here as always. You have any uh, parting words for the for the people? No, I don't. Um, go listen to the Savage Remix. That's it. I consider this a fan cam under like a, a famous tweet. It's me saying go listen to the Savage remix. <laughs> uh Mr. Savage. I'd like to uh give a shout out to the homie um who I'm madly in love with, El Chapa. That's like my sister. Hold it down. Jesus Christ. I said that's I, my sister. I thought that's you I thought you I thought you love Who's madly in love with their sister? You like people like that. That's Why are you questioning me? That's Ooh. very Tiger Tiger Kingish, but um, that's not Tiger uh, Kingish. Anyway, Tiger shout King out vibes. Papa. We miss you. Jif Queen? I thought that was your your boo bear was Jif Queen, bro. You you cheating yeah, on Jif Queen? That was my sister. 
Okay. All right. I respect that. That's family. So shout out to you. Can't wait to have you back on. I get the entire crew back. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody that's been participating in my Bible study on uh, Thursdays. It's been a wonderful journey. Um, everybody, I'm going to be leaving for a while, headed to Tennessee. Um, so I'm going to take a break from podcasting, an extended vacation, kind of get myself right. I appreciate all the prayers, the thoughts, the concerns with everything that's been going on uh, with coronavirus. You know, and just live life, you guys. I'm going to grow my hair out, get some dreads, and just you know, live. Born again. This man about to start uh, his own Tiger King style <laughs> compound. <laughs> <the> Non-gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. If you like that type of activity, you know it's cool. Hashtag free show exotic. What part of Twitter are you in? Belgian's cat. Uh, face up, neck up. Twitter, chest down. Whatever. Shout wow, out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Not over 30 Twitter. That's the part of <laughs> look. We're not, gonna I'm not over we're 30 not... Twitter either. I'm just a regular brother. Anyway, um, if you would like to, we do have um we do have revivals every Wednesday. You can come. I'm so okay. We'll preach. I don't we'll preach to you. I don't know what goes on in the nursing home. I don't have no part. <laughs> I'm not in a nursing home. Uh, this is, it still works. So okay, this is a cult free. <laughs> this is a cult free podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Holy Bible. Holy. I got a pink one for the women. Oh, okay, so breast cancer awareness. Can somebody please mute him. <laughs> well, we can do the remedy this week. Right there. Oh, oh. So this is your boy South Free Seven Oh Six. I don't I don't know what to say. This committee podcast. So pray for pray for everybody involved in this because there's a lot going on here. <laughs> if y'all could just see Rev's face, she is completely. Uh, she's appalled. So <laughs> I don't get why I'm a good church <laughs> person. I invited you to. Yeah, 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 man. Hashtag no codes. I don't like.